Welcome to River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg. My name is Nolan Bicknell. Joining me as always is my co-host Robert Zirk. Today on River City 360, $500,000 has been promised to help newcoming refugees in Winnipeg. RC360 has full coverage of the announcement. And we'll tell you all about a super lunch that took place on Wednesday, which raised money for the Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba. And the Fast Pitch semifinal was earlier this week. We'll tell you who made the final showcase and how you can get tickets to the Met on April 7th. And finally, Noah Ehrenberg joins us to discuss the latest in citizen journalism through the lens of Community News Commons. All this, some great tunes, and much, much more on today's episode of River City 360. Good morning and welcome to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you on this fine, wet March Sunday morning. A little bit sloppy out, but uh, you know, March has been a little bit sneaky with us. It came in very nice and melted away all the snow and then just dumped it right back on us earlier this week. Midweek. Kind of a crazy, crazy Winnipeg week that we, you know, we should be used to by now, but we we never are. Nope. Nope. Uh, How was your week, Robert? Uh, It was a great week, and uh, you know what? I'm really excited for what we have on the show today. Me too. Um, We're going to be covering a very great funding announcement that will see half a million dollars uh, in support of uh, programs that help refugees that are going to be coming to Manitoba. We also have coverage of Stone Soup, which uh, if you tuned in last week, we spoke with the chair of the Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba, Norma Alberg. That's one of my favorite events of the year, I've got to say. Just such a great event, great food. It's so well run and uh, even some great music. It's a fantastic event and the soups are beyond amazing if you yeah. missed out this year put it on be your sure calendar to next year check it out next year yeah, for, sure. for sure um we're also going to be talking about fast pitch and i'm so excited the showcase is less than three weeks away um, we just had the semi-final the finalists have all been decided so that'll be very very interesting and we'll tell you who's made it and how you can be in the audience and vote for your favorite on the big night So if you like Shark Tank or Dragon's Den or any show like that, you're going to love Fast Pitch. But before we get to the show today, we're going to play you a tune. How about Vic Franklin with I've Heard That Song Before, right here on River City 360. It seems to me I've heard that song before. It's from an old familiar score. I know it well, that melody. It's funny how a theme recalls a favorite dream, a dream that brought you so close to me. I know it's worth it because I've heard that song before. The lyrics say forevermore, forevermore is a memory. I've heard that song before 
Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert with you this morning. Robert, one of the ongoing stories that's sort of all over media and it's a really hot button topic has been the refugee crisis uh, in Syria and all all over the Middle East, essentially. Uh, Community Foundations of Canada, uh, which is an organization representing community foundations from all across Canada, including our own here in Winnipeg, recently established the Welcome Fund for Syrian Refugees. And uh, on Thursday, CFC staff, along with the staff from the Winnipeg Foundation, Mayor Brian Bowman, the Minister of Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship, John McCallum, and a few others were on hand for a major announcement uh, in regards to the Syrian refugee crisis. Here's the Winnipeg Foundation's CEO, Rick Frost. Today I'm very happy to announce a brand new influx of support for the 2,000 Syrian refugees who will call Winnipeg home by the end of the year. Winnipeg will be receiving $500,000 from the Welcome Fund, a wonderful Community Foundations of Canada initiative made possible by the generous support of many partners. And at the same time, the Winnipeg Foundation also announced the first two contributions from the fund. So $150,000 will go to the Manitoba Interfaith Immigration Council, also known as Welcome Place, and that will be used to provide essential items to refugees who are transitioning to permanent housing. And another $75,000 will go to IRCOM to provide additional resources and support for newcomers. As for the remaining funds, the Winnipeg Foundation is still considering how those will be allocated, but they expect to announce their decision in the weeks to come. Mayor Brian Bowman also spoke at the announcement and emphasized the importance of working together to address the needs of our newest residents. Uh, As a city, we're going to continue to work collaboratively with with our federal and our provincial partners, as well as non-governmental organizations, to ensure refugees arriving uh, are connected with the services and the supports that they need in order to be successful in transitioning to their new home and and their new community. And that idea of working together was shared by Ian Bird, the president of the Community Foundations of Canada. Over the last year, we've taken a collective look at how a strong sense of belonging, as challenging as it is, underpins our communities. That sense of connection to one another in many ways defines the country. Communities where everyone belongs are healthier, safer, more caring. So when the biggest challenges come, we turn to one another and collaborate in how we can support new arrivals as well as those who have been here over time. The Winnipeg Foundation also set up the Welcome to Winnipeg Fund so that people in our community can help newcomers to Winnipeg. And gifts made to that fund will immediately flow through to support the immediate needs of refugees in our community. So if you're interested in learning more or you'd like to make a gift securely online, you can visit the Winnipeg Foundation's website at wpgfdn.org. Coming up after the break, we'll tell you all about Stone Soup, a great fundraiser held in support of the Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba. But first, here's Peters and Lee with Welcome Home, right here on River City 360. I'm so lonely 
Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you. So, Nolan, on Wednesday, we went to Stone Soup, a fundraiser held in support of the Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba. It was the fourth year for the event, uh, our second year ourselves attending it, um, and chefs from 12 local restaurants volunteer their time and resources, with each of them preparing a delicious gourmet soup. It's the best some of the best chefs and even chefs in training in the city in my opinion there was so much talent in that room as far as culinary arts is concerned I, it was very difficult to choose a soup to try because it, i mean if i could have i would have tried all 12 uh 
with a donation from to the council, you got a sampling of three of the soups. So, and then there was bread and fruit and water uh, handed out as well. But there was also a, an element of friendly competition in the in that a panel of judges as well as the public were invited to vote on which soup was their favorite. So, Robert, I'm going to put you on the on the uh, spot right now. What soup was your favorite? Okay. You know what? I'm going to declare a tie for myself yeah, personally. That's a capo. You can't it's do a tie. Well, okay, well, well what you, year, what, what's your tie? What's okay. Your tie? So last year, my favorite was the lobster bisque. And I don't know if it's maybe just a case that I really enjoy seafood bisques, but the seafood bisque from 529 Wellington, which had like a saffron foam on top, mm-hmm. was incredible. My mouth is so watering. Good. My mouth is watering. The other favorite that I had was uh, the smoked pork consomme. Okay, with, with a pork dumpling. Cabbage and yeah. calabrese and a pork dumpling. That one was also absolutely So that's great. a tie for first? I think that would be my, my tie for first. Well, maybe yeah. I should be the tiebreaker then. Hmm. I think the winner is going to have to be, drumroll please, the seafood bisque. I haven't had anything that tasted like that in, in, in my life, really. And I, I'm still... I'm still remembering it, even though it was, you know, almost a week ago that the Stone Soup event happened. So congratulations to the chefs at 529 Wellington. You've won the River City 360 Award for uh, Best Soup at Stone Soup. But Smith Restaurant actually won the uh, the Silver Ladle, as it were, from the judges. Yeah, which is sort of the official jury prize of the uh, competition. And their soup was a sweet corn and goat cheese velouté with spiced cornmeal muffin, which wow. sounds incredible. Unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to try it. The thing but. is, you can't go wrong. Any of the soups that you pick are going to be amazing. So uh, congratulations to the uh, to the council for a, a fantastic event. So those were our picks, and those were the official winners. But we also spoke with several people in attendance and asked them what their favorite soup was. My favorite one is from the Inferno's Bistro, the smoked pork consomme with cabbage and calabrese, and handmade pork dumplings. The uh, mushroom and gnocchi. It's really good. So far, I really like the Mexican beer and cheese one. Butter chicken. I like Sydney's. The beer and cheddar. Uh, the Manitoba bison barley from the beast was amazing. Alexandra Simpson from Rudy's Eat and Drink was one of the 12 chefs participating in the event. She was serving up a buffalo cauliflower soup with pretzel blue cheese crumble. We asked her why it was important for her to take part in stone soup. Well, I think it's a wonderful cause. It also creates awareness about uh, the situation and uh, hunger. Also, it's a great way to uh, meet new people and uh, see the chefs uh, from different restaurants around Winnipeg. So it's fun. It's lots of fun. We also spoke with Erin Harris. She is a teacher in the River East Transcona School Division, as well as a member of the board of the Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba. She explained that all the money raised at Sown Soup would help provide nutritious food for kids all throughout our province. 100% of the money we raised today and all of our money uh, with Child Nutrition Council goes to nutrition programs across the province, right here in Winnipeg, as well as rural programs, and we go all the way up north. Uh, all of the money raised goes to snack. Uh, or breakfast programs for children who may or may not be eating at home. It's not something that affects just a few kids in the province. It's a lot of kids. So encouraging kids and having food available for kids during their day so that they're having a productive day, that's sort of our goal. And when it comes to the impact that a healthy meal can have on a child's well-being, Erin has seen the effects firsthand, and that was why she got involved with the Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba. 16 years ago, I started teaching, um, and I was teaching grade four at the time, and I had a student who was having difficulties throughout his day focusing and 
was really grouchy and not really engaged in, in his school day. And so it took me until about November to realize it was because he was coming to school hungry. So I started a breakfast program right in my classroom. And it started with a jug of milk and a box of cereal. And 16 years later, we have a full-fledged breakfast program in our school that feeds 90 kids every day. So I think the difference is, is that, I mean, if you think of us as an adult, the second we're, we're hungry, we go, oh, we're hungry, we should eat, and we eat. But when with kids, they don't always have that sort of luxury of being able to just find food on their own. And so if food isn't at home, then they're coming to school not eating. And the result is some really grouchy, uh, irritable, sometimes unengaged, sometimes uh, depressed. Kids who just don't really want to be at school because they can't focus because they haven't eaten. If you'd like to learn more about the Child Nutrition Council of Manitoba, you can visit childnutritioncounciloneword.com. Coming up after the break, we will talk about the semifinal of Fast Pitch, which recently took place this past Thursday. We'll tell you which 10 organizations qualified for the final, which 10 presenters, and we'll also tell you how you can be at the live event on April 7th and have the opportunity to cast your vote because there will be an audience favorite choice and you can use your cell phone to help choose the winner of that poll. But first, here's Perry Como with I Can't Begin to Tell You right here on River City 360. I can't begin to tell you how much you mean to me. My world would end if ever we were through. I can't begin to tell you how happy I would be if I could speak my mind like others do. I make such pretty speeches Whenever we're apart But when you're near The words I choose Refuse to leave my heart So take the sweetest phrases The world has ever known and make believe I've said them all to you. I make such pretty speeches whenever we're apart. But when you're near words I choose refuse to leave my heart so take the sweetest phrases the world has ever known and make believe I've said them all to you 
Welcome back to River City 360. Robert and Nolan here with you. If you're a regular listener to the show, you've no doubt heard us talking about Fast Pitch. Fast Pitch is an initiative organized by the Winnipeg Foundation where leaders of local charities are teamed up with volunteer coaches from the business and professional community here in Winnipeg. Through coaching and workshops, the charitable sector leaders develop and present a three-minute pitch for their organization. This began to culminate in a semi-final on Thursday where everyone made their pitches and 10 out of the 17 presenters qualified to the final showcase on April 7th. So it's sort of like a Dragon's Den or a Shark Tank for Winnipeg's charitable sector and it's a really great way to learn about the great work that our local charities are doing right here in our city. RC360 was on location at the semifinal, and we spoke with several of the participants about their fast pitch experience, including Matt Earhart, board chair of Kidsport Manitoba. I feel great. You know, it was such a, an amazing experience to be part of this. And uh, three minutes is, you know, you can get a lot in, but it also goes by really quickly, too. So what's the biggest thing you t- you're taking away from the experience so far? You know, I think uh, I think learning about some of the other organizations. And uh, I really like the aspect of connecting the business community with uh, the nonprofits. So I think that's phenomenal. And uh, for me, you know, personally, you know, personal development and being able to kind of craft uh, you know, a presentation that I can use uh, again. How are you feeling about your your own uh, performance tonight? I feel pretty confident. You know, I think I did a lot of practicing leading up to this and a lot of practicing in my car on the way to work. <laughs> and uh, so I, I feel pretty good, but you never know. I mean, ever, a lot of other people did really well as well. Karen Weeb, executive director of the TJ's Gift Foundation, mentioned that Fast Pitch opened up opportunities to make connections. I wanted an opportunity to meet people, I wanted an opportunity to network, I wanted to learn how to network better, and you know, regardless of whether I win or not, uh, that's not what it is about it for me. It, it, it was really to help, my, help me become a better uh, presenter to have a wider network. Trudy Lavallee, executive director of Ikwe Wijitawin, said that Fast Pitch helped raise the profile of her organization. I'm so grateful for this experience. It really helped me to um, deliver what I wanted to deliver to people about the organization and to profile um, the importance and and the work that we do at women's um, domestic violence crisis shelters in the community. You know, we're sort of a hidden entity out there, but we're a busy entity and women and children access our services every day. And what has it been like just sort of meeting with everyone, uh, learning about all these organizations, making these connections with people? Uh, just talk about that experience. Oh my gosh, the experience has been, I, I, I've never had an experience like this. It has been wonderful. My coaches have been fantastic. We've spent a lot of time together. The support from the people from the Winnipeg Foundation, my other fellow presenters, and the feedback from the other coaches as well, and the presenters have been so encouraging, so supportive. So people believe in you, and that's what I got out of this. We also spoke with Greg Unger, executive director of Big Brothers Big Sisters of Winnipeg, to get his reaction after he made his pitch. Well, we're glad it's done. Um, It's always a little nervous getting up there the first time in front of the mic and the camera and the lights and everything else. So um, I think I did what I needed to do. Um, It wasn't exactly how I practiced it, but that's how it goes. We're going to take a quick musical break, and when we come back, we'll hear from a few more of the participants. Plus, you could win a pair of tickets to the Fast Pitch Showcase. Stay tuned, there's more River City 360 on its way after this. 
Welcome back to River City 360. Robert Zirk and Nolan Bicknell here with you this morning. We're continuing our coverage of the Fast Pitch semifinal, where we had the chance to speak to a few of the participants and get their impressions of their pitch, the event, and the whole Fast Pitch experience in general. For returning to Spirit's executive director, Lisa Raven, there were many benefits to participating. You know, returning to Spirit is well known within the Aboriginal community, but not so much in the non-Aboriginal community. And so this whole experience has been invaluable in opening those doors and allowing me to meet all the other organizations and the networking that is possible. You know, I think that is, that's the true reward. We also caught up with Alexis Canoe, Executive Director of the Lake Winnipeg Foundation and her coach Florence Carey of Aikens Law, after Alexis made her pitch. I feel great. That was a lot of fun. Uh, there was a lot of nerves before I got up on stage, but then when I got up there, it was, it was fun. And how, as the coach, being as unbiased as you can and understanding that she's standing right next to you, what is your assessment of how your pupil did? I kind of wish tonight was the finals because she really nailed it tonight. She did a fabulous job and we're so proud. And Our heart goes out to everyone who didn't quite do the performance that they've been done, but everyone did a great job tonight. We're very proud. When you see everyone else sort of telling their stories, how does it make you feel about Winnipeg in general and about Fast Pinch? I think it just reminds us what a great community we live in. These organizations are organizations you don't hear of that often but they're excellent and they're doing wonderful work for our community and so it was great to connect and I know the presenters have really formed a community we were all cheering each other on even though we're in competition with each other and so I think that's been a great experience for us. One of the other coaches we had a chance to speak with was Dean Cooper who coached Kate Kaler of the Social Planning Council of Winnipeg and he was impressed by all of the presenters. Everybody did an, an absolutely fantastic job. I mean, it is not easy to get up and give a speech in, in front of people. And you, you feel very sympathetic for people that are struggling and are very nervous. And what I found is that the, the group as a whole was so supportive. The audience was supportive. The coaches were very supportive. So even though some of the presenters might have been struggling, you know what, we're cheering them on and we're helping them on. And uh, But all in all... You know, very clear messages, very positive speakers, and uh, very proud of all the presenters presenters that went up there. We also asked Dean about some of the things that he looks for when judging a great pitch. I think it's just a matter of practicing the timing, uh, the presentation, and making it sound conversational and not rehearsed and not memorized. Uh, I think I think you have to have a real sincere ask and you have to bring out some of yourself and your personality. As I mentioned earlier, there were 17 presenters making the case for their charities, and although it was a very strong field, only 10 could advance to the final. Those 10 are Arts Junction, Big Brothers Big Sisters of Winnipeg, Kidsport Winnipeg, Lake Winnipeg Foundation, Local Investment Toward Employment, or LIGHT, Prairie Wildlife Rehabilitation Center, Sarasvati Dramatic Theatre Productions and Repertory, Sexuality Education Resource Center, or CIRC, Manitoba, Shakespeare in the Ruins, and the Spence Neighborhood Association. All of these organizations are doing some really great work, and if you don't recognize some of those names, I would encourage you to come on down to the Fast Pitch Showcase and learn more about what they do. You'll even have the opportunity to text your vote for the audience favorite by using your cell phone. 
So be sure to get tickets to Fast Pitch. It's going to be a great evening and a lot of fun. The showcase takes place Thursday, April 7th at 7pm at the Metropolitan Entertainment Center, or better known as the Met Theatre, downtown at 281 Donald Street. Tickets are $25, and if you'd like to purchase them, just go to fastpitchwinnipeg.org. Again, that's fastpitchwinnipeg.org. And we also have a pair of tickets to give away this week. Call us on our listener line at 204-944-9474, extension 360, and leave us a message with your name, phone number, and tell us why you would like to go to the Fast Pitch Showcase. So again, leave us a message at 204-944-9474, extension 360, and we'll draw for the winner at noon on Thursday, March 24th. And if you miss the number, we'll repeat our phone number again at the end of the program. Thanks, Robert. Coming up after the break, Noah Ehrenberg joins us in studio to tell us about This Week in Citizen Journalism through the lens of Community News Commons. But first, here's Stan Kenton with How High the Moon, right here on River City 360. Thank you for listening to River City 360. Nolan and Robert with you this morning, and we are now joined in studio by Noah Ehrenberg. He's the convener of Community News Commons and friend of the show. Noah, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Good morning. 
So every week we like to have you on to talk about what's happening in Winnipeg through the lens of citizen journalism at Community News Commons. So what, is, what have some of the citizen journalists written this week? Well, there's quite a few stories this week, as there is every week. Uh, if our listeners want to see these stories, they can just go to communitynewscommons.org and um, uh, read away because there's uh, a number of stories. One that uh, I think our listeners might be interested in is by Joan Suzuki, who is an educator in Winnipeg and uh, a citizen reporter for Community News Commons. And, and friend she, of the show here. She's it, been on River City 360 as well. Exactly. And um, Joan um, caught up with a, a visiting artist, an artist who's come from Colombia. Uh, she's a performance artist and an academic uh, her name is uh, Prabha Pillar, and um, what um, this artist does is uh, she does something called mapping identity, uh, and um, essentially she is, well, in this case, she's working with North End Youth mm. uh, on what she calls a decolonization or decolonizing arts practices project. So essentially she gets the youth to create maps of their identity, where they're from, where they're, you know, uh, what their culture is, uh, who their family is, and these are artistic representations of a person's identity, huh. and then through that process, the students, the young people begin to discuss uh, the impact of colonization on right. their culture, and then the impact, of course, of decolonization going forward. And it's a fascinating project that Joan uh, describes, and she yeah. has an interview with the artist. Um, the um, The opening happened uh, on March 18th, but the show goes uh, until April the 16th at the Urban Shaman uh, Contemporary Aboriginal Art um, a gallery, which is uh, at uh, 290 McDermott. Very Avenue. interesting. Sense of self is so important for mm-hmm. young people growing up. So I, uh, that's a very fascinating yeah, artwork yeah. project. Joan very is cool. a really great uh, citizen reporter, and uh, she does a lot of great work, and that's a story that I really enjoyed Fantastic. this week. So what else is happening on CNC? Well, uh, another one of my favorites this week um, has to do with social purchasing portal. Um, this is a story by Lynn Ann Lorio, and um, she describes, uh, I guess, what it means to buy something that uh, is going to make a difference in your community. So uh, essentially what the social purchasing portal is, is it allows people in um, in Winnipeg here to uh, purchase products that uh, are going to help people within our community get uh, employment, get decent housing. Um, essentially, instead of buying from a big box store, you, whatever you're, you're buying, buying local. Be, yeah, you buy local, but you buy from the uh, different um, sources that the social purchasing portal has identified as places where people are encouraged, uh, where people are given the opportunity to gain employment okay. when they've had barriers to employment or to gain housing when they've had barriers to housing. So it's really a, a way to buy social, I guess, is the is the way to describe <laughs> it. And, and that, you know, sort of the power of your purchases uh, can be, uh, even though they're small, can be actually quite large. Right. And so I think that's a story that all of our listeners, because I'm sure all of our listeners buy things, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they can take a look at this story by Lynn Ann Lorio and see how you might be able to, you know, make your dollar go further in yeah. the local economy. Well, I mean, you're going to, bu- you're buying it anyway. You might as well exactly. put, put your money to good use. That's correct. So, uh, for any of our listeners that have their own stories and they want to tell their own stories on CNC, how can how can they get involved? Well, it's real easy. You just go to communitynewscommons.org, and uh, right there on the main page, there's a um, at the top right hand corner, there's a button that says "Become a Citizen Reporter." 
uh, and you can just click on that and it takes about a minute to register. And once you're registered, you can um, file all sorts of multimedia stories, you know, an article, photos, um, audio piece, uh, video, uh, and, and they can rely upon my help as, a, as an editor uh, at any point within the process. So when they're just starting to tell the story or when they're, uh, once they're finished, I will basically help them tell that story and make it as good as it can be and we publish it on, on Community News Commons. So it's very simple. We also have some, uh, some um, training sessions that uh, are in the spring and fall. Those won't happen until the middle of May uh, this year. But you don't have to take the training in order to uh, file stories. Uh, you can do it all year round. And uh, like I say, I'm there to help anybody that wants to be a citizen reporter. Beginners, intermediates, and exactly. seasoned vets. Anyone's welcome on CNC. <laughs> totally. Good to hear. Yeah. Well, at the end of our time together, I like to ask you to bring us a local uh, song or something that our, uh, that our listeners may not have heard before. So what have you brought for us this week? Well, I love this group. Uh, they're called Trio Bambe, and um, they're teaming up with members. Uh, they're a Latin jazz group, uh, and they're going to be teaming up with members of the Manitoba Chamber Orchestra to uh, heat up the spring this uh, in Winnipeg. Um, they're going to be taking over the West End Cultural Centre on March 24th. That's coming up this week uh, for something called Latin Strings. And mm. um, uh, essentially, it's an evening inspired by the the likes of uh, Buena Vista Social Club. Uh, the band um, features vocalist Amber Epp, guitarist uh, Rodrigo Munoz, and uh, percussionist Scott Sr. And um, they're really well known for their sort of dynamic, groove-filled live show. So it, um, it will really cool. be a great time if people want to uh, go check them out at the West End Cultural Center on March the 24th. That's great. And so today, I was uh, this morning, I was um, going to offer a track from their uh, the, it's a title track off of their album called Oh My Soul. So this is Oh My Soul from Trio Bembe right here on River City 360 on 93.7 FM. Oh my soul, lift up your voice into the sky and let it fly.
That's a wrap on this week's episode of River City 360. Thank you very much to all of our guests, and thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to hear more views and news from around Winnipeg, listen to any of our past episodes, or if you'd like to subscribe to our podcast and get episodes directly to your computer or mobile device, visit our website online. The address is rivercity360.org. Again, that's rivercity360.org. We're also on Twitter and Facebook. You can search at rivercity360 on Twitter or rivercity360 on Facebook. River City 360, views and news from around Winnipeg, is a project of the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with Community News Commons and 93.7 CJNU-FM. And we'd love to hear your feedback, so if you have a story idea for us, if you'd like to request a song, or leave us a comment about what you thought of the show or any of the stories that we covered this week, give us a call on our listener line. Our number is 204-944-9474, extension 360, and just leave us a message with your thoughts. Again, that's 204-944-9474, extension 360. I'm Nolan Bicknell signing off for River City 360. And I'm Robert Zirk. Thank you again so much for listening, and be sure to tune in for more views and news from around Winnipeg every Sunday morning at 8.15 a.m. Have a great Sunday.